from the Rams facility at Cal Lutheran. Welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. I am with DeMarco Farr. It is the end of draft day. Yeah, it's been a day, especially yeah. for the Los Angeles Rams yeah. who made 10 picks. 10 picks on day three, DeFar. 10 new players coming in. Yeah, more competition. total. Yes, more competition coming in. Uh, that's exactly what you want coming out of draft day. Uh, no one should be comfortable, even the stars. Sure. Uh, there are young guys coming for your positions. That's what the draft's about. Yeah, and I think one thing that we can say about this class is that, yes, the Rams added positions, players for positions where there are some clear needs, linebacker being one of them, offensive line being another. No doubt. But I, I feel like, and I told you this before we started, this felt to me like a draft that winning organizations do. And I True. say that because yeah. where they got guys, the way they went about getting guys, it just felt like a team that was in control of what was going on and they trusted their draft board. What do you say? Uh, the old saying is uh, good teams don't rebuild, they reload. Yes. This counts as reload. Uh, you're reloading your depth. Uh, you're getting some backups for guys like Andrew Whitworth, who's getting up there, but still quality play, yes. great player at left tackle, but you need someone, some camp legs or a guy that can spell them or a guy that can actually replace him. So uh, when you look at how the Rams drafted and how they went about their business, uh, I thought they added the exact right pieces for this football team, hit all the right notes coming out of the draft. Yeah, I thought so too. So we can go through some of the names right mm -hmm. now. Um, I'll just I'm going to save off. all the names, well, most of the names, or at least one of the names for you. Okay, yeah, I know. I'll read them off yeah. the sheet. So <laughs> one thing that's kind of funny is that the Rams did not really have any of their original draft choices. They mm. received all of their draft choices via trade, even though the uh, 160th overall pick in the fifth round, that was actually originally their choice, sent it to Denver for Aqib Tlaib, got it back yeah. um, as part of a deal. That so, seems like league-wide. There was a lot of movement this year. A ton of trades. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to continue like that. I feel like it will. Will that be a trend? Yes. I mean, maybe if you get that can't-miss guy in the draft, quarterback, whatever, next right. couple of years, it won't be like that. But this was a wheeling and dealing Well, draft. I mean, especially in the later rounds, yeah. right? I mean, you didn't necessarily see as much trading in the first round. Um, mm -hmm. in that, But once you get to second, third, a lot of deals were going on because different teams have different things that they want from different spots. And if you have certain guys in certain tiers on your draft board, then that's why you're moving around. And yeah. maybe you're adding an extra pick in the fourth round. You're adding an extra pick in the second round. In Les Snead's case, he kept adding picks in the sixth round until he traded two of them to get back up. And then he got, um, oh boy, and that's the name that that's I'm going to I'm going to save that time. name for you. Uh, I'm going to have a yes. hard time pronouncing But let's go through <laughs> um, all 11 of these picks. So in the third round, it was the 25th choice in that round, 89th overall. That is tackle Joseph Noteboom out of TCU. Made a notebook joke last night on Twitter. You made a guy. notebook joke? I did. The Notebook is a good movie. It's a quality movie. How, how did it go over? I'd actually went over pretty Would well. Would you actually say that same joke to him, Mr. Noteboom? Maybe, I only because so. he's he, a rookie. He's huge. Okay, yeah, go ahead. He's anyway. Pro he's yeah. probably huge. I'd have a, a better time doing it if he were a different position. Um, what was the anyway. joke? i got to hear this. What, what's no, the Noteboom I, joke? I go ahead. Said, I said, uh, I actually think that hashtag the Noteboom is a really good movie. Anyway, so <laughs> the fourth round where the Rams okay. made two selections. Um, first was 111th overall. That was offensive lineman Brian Allen out of Michigan yes. State. He's a center, and I know that you like him. We'll talk more about yes, that. Yes, I'm a um, fan. Later on in the fourth round, 135th overall, defensive end John Franklin out of Stephen F. Austin. L.A. kid, though, right? Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. In the fifth round. 
Um, the Rams were at 147th overall. They picked Micah Kaiser, a linebacker out of Virginia. Then later on in the fifth round, 160th overall, they picked outside linebacker <laughs> Obo Okoron. Oh, man. I feel really bad because I don't like mispronouncing people's names, but you spell Okoronquo. Okoronquo? Yes. That's I, the pronunciation the, I when received. He, yeah. When he comes, that, that'll be the first thing I ask him is, how do you pronounce your name? Um, and I feel bad because I don't have a pronunciation sheet in front of me. But, yes, they call him Oboe. Uh, Easy. Thank yes. you. So yeah. that is most likely what he's going to be called. J.B. Long, our buddy, had a funny tweet that was basically like he now takes over the name with the most O's on the Los Angeles Rams. He has six had O's it before? in his name. Gosh, I wish I could remember. I should look it up. Like all time or last season? No, just in the... Oh, oh Manawanui current... had to be in there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. There you but go. But on okay. the current Rams roster is what No doubt. Probably right. league-wide. Yeah. yeah, actually, you're probably right. Um, then in the sixth round, um, with the second choice, 176th overall, the Rams took running back John Kelly out of Tennessee. He's received a couple of comparisons to Alvin Kamara. So yeah. if that turns out to be true, that would be really, really good for the L.A. Rams. Um, also in the sixth round, 192nd overall, Jameel Demby out of Maine. He is an offensive lineman. 195th overall in the sixth round, that is Sebastian Joseph, defensive lineman out of Rutgers. 31st choice in the sixth round. Again, this is another compens- uh, No, it's not a compensatory pick, as I am about to tell a lie here on this podcast. <laughs> it's 205th overall, outside linebacker Trevon Young. Uh, he is out of Louisville. 231st overall, first pick in the seventh round that the Rams had, 13th choice, Traven Howard, linebacker out of TCU. And finally, uh, the seventh round pick, 26th choice, 244th overall, Justin Lawler, defensive lineman, SMU. SMU. Yes. Revive Southern football program. Methodist University. Yes. Pass Revive. rush specialist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I, I guess. Barwin Jr. Yeah. yeah. You, that's something <laughs> yeah. that you would hope. What? <laughs> When you look at this, this extensive list, what do you think, DeMarco? Well, first, I mean, you talk about Noteboom and you talk about what this team needs, and we talked about Andrew Whitworth and Rob Havenstein. you got to bring him in. Yes. Well, here's a kid that played right tackle as a sophomore, and I believe the starter at the time uh, at TCU was Vitae, and he plays in Philadelphia mm-hmm. right now, the big Polynesian guy. Yeah. So uh, when you're watching, we were watching him on tape as a left tackle, and this right tackle keeps popping up. Wow, this kid's got some feet. This guy's got some pop. Da-da-da-da-da. Next thing you know, uh, Noteboom moves over to the left tackle spot and plays there two seasons. Good player. Uh, Tremendous. Tremendous upside. Perfect for him. It's like a backup quarterback. You get to come here and learn. Yes. Uh, There'll be pressure to play. There'll be pressure to compete, but pressure to start, I mean, as long as Andrew Whitworth is healthy, that's your guy. So you get to learn and prepare and and really – figure out and understand what this league is about before you become a starter. I think it's a great pick. Well, one of the things that Snead and McVay were talking about um, yesterday as they made that pick and after they made that pick was that this is a really good situation for any young tackle Mm -hmm. to walk into. Not only do you have somebody like uh, an Andrew Whitworth who is already established, and you know he was saying, Noteboom was saying yesterday as he was on this conference call that yes, he is aware of Andrew Whitworth. He knows that he's going to be able to learn under him, and he's oh, really looking forward to that. He actually knows who's playing in the NFL. Yes. Sometimes these rookies have no idea what's going on in the league, and that, really? that scares me. Huh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, how do you draft a guy that doesn't even watch football? Well, I don't know. Yeah. But what he said, what he said <laughs> yeah. on the conference call was that's a perfect guy to learn from a pro bowler and a veteran. So he knows what the deal is, basically, you know, when he's coming in. And the other thing that And he'd be willing to teach. Yes. I mean, Andrew Whitworth, there's more behind than in front, so he'd be willing to mentor a young guy. Absolutely. I think it's a perfect spot. Absolutely. And that's something that Steve McVay talked about. Plus, you've got a guy like Aaron Cromer, 
who is the head of that room yeah. and has such a great reputation for being able to develop guys in this league. I mean, just look at the way oh, yeah. the offensive line performed last year, even with guys that there were kind of question marks about. Right. You know, a guy like maybe Rob Havenstein, mm-hmm. Jamon Brown, two of those guys, they got put back on the right side of the line together as basically they were supposed to yeah. when they came in back in 15. And you saw them, I think, excel and really grow. Well, if you look at the end of Coach Cromer's hands, they're really cattle prods. <laughs> really. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why and how he gets guys to perform better. Yes. I mean, I'm really, he's, he's a technician. He's a perfectionist. And you watch him in practice and in individual drills. I mean, they're the most intense drills you're going to see in practice yeah. for the Rams. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I think, A, that's a good pick, but it's also – Great it pick, yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like it was a reach for me, you know, because, look, the Rams know what situation they're in when it comes to their offensive line. Mm-hmm. As you said, there's more behind than in front for Andrew Whitworth, mm-hmm. and as well as he played last season, you don't want to go into a situation where there is no clear kind of replacement or guy in waiting right. on your roster for left tackle, especially when you still have a young quarterback and a young franchise quarterback. You want to make sure you have that position pretty solidified. I was thinking, man, this is great for Sean Mannion, too, in the preseason. Oh, yeah, You've got a quality guy to protect you in the blind side. I mean, that's going to help you in preseason, only going to help to get better. But just to talk to Joseph Noteboom directly, Andrew Whitworth should not carry his own pads throughout training camp. (laughs) Ever, 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 ever. And don't speak until he speaks to you. Just letting you know. Anyway. I don't think – I feel like – Don't Worth, speak until he talks Will to you. Will Worth isn't that kind of you, guy. You have to earn the right to speak to him. You don't have to earn the – You have to earn the right to speak to him. I guess you kind of Yes, do. you do. Uh, absolutely. All right. Yes. But I think, you know, if you compare this third-round pick to the two picks that the Rams made last year in the third round, I think this is more of a John Johnson-type pick. Mm-hmm. but. Not necessarily even that. You know, you think about Cooper Cup. When they, the Rams got him at the 69th overall pick, it was a nice pick for sure. But you were counting on him to come in and really be effective right away. He was right picked away. to start. Yes. I think Everett was picked to start. Yes, in some ways I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, some of these guys, like John Johnson at some point, you knew he was going to take over that strong safety role. Exactly. And it turned out to be sooner than later. So I hope we don't see him. Note boom. At all. Yes. Uh, in at least starting in games, because if that happens, that means something bad happened. Right. Yeah. Whether it's an injury to Whitworth or Rob right. Havenstein on the other side. I mean, you mentioned it. Noteboom has started games at right tackle, at left tackle. Started 40 games for TCU. So that I think tells you right yeah. there. When you got a guy with a lot of experience, that's great. But it, it's almost in some ways like a quarterback. You know, that's coming into this league. True. You want them to be able to sit, watch, learn for a little bit, and right. then. I don't want to see him start, but I want to see him play yeah, a lot. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, Absolutely. Because that would mean that the Rams are up in games. Let's or have him play all. T- uh, play at week- the end of blowouts. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Play, play all that game in week 17 against the 49ers again. I like that. Yeah. Or another blowout in Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's have that happen. All right. So. Um, I think I actually want to go into something else that happened sort of at the beginning today of today rather than like getting into these draft picks, and that's that Tavon Austin oh, that's right. yeah, got yeah, traded. Yeah, yeah and that's there's a big a, deal. Because, right, it is a big deal. That's a huge and deal, yeah. when you have 10 picks that happen on one day, it can maybe get a little bit lost, but that was a significant trade that the Rams made. What did you think when you heard it? Well, first, I'm going to miss the little guy. Uh, yeah. he, he was always fun to be around and in practice, always fun to watch. Uh, quick, um, I don't know how Dallas is going to use him. 
Uh, I don't know what role or what plan you have for a guy like Tavon Austin. I mean, he's a receiver, but he's got more rush attempts than receptions. Yes. So what is he, where, where, where can he play? I mean, that, I think that was a problem here, but, right. you know, it is what it is. Uh, the only question I had now that he's gone is, do you do you still maintain that role in the offense? Or was that something that Sean McVay just created for him to get him on the field? I don't know. I feel like you can. I mean, especially with the way Todd Gurley and Tavon Austin were sort of working. I mean, that goes back to 15 and what they were doing um, back then. But it's also, I feel like we saw a couple times at least, Farrow Cooper take yeah. that kind Farrow of handoff. Farrow Cooper can do it. I've, Robert Woods did it last year. Yeah. Brandon Cooks. That's exactly what I was going to say. Definitely can do it. Yeah. yeah. You have a guy with Brandon Cooks who has taken a bunch of reps at that sort of receiver spot where he can take those jet sweeps and he can do sort of those same kinds of things. I saw a report, and I wish I knew who it was from um, exactly um, as I'm thinking about it, uh, but it was a tweet, and they were basically saying, you know, look, once the Rams made that trade for Brandon Cooks, it would probably be pretty hard for Tavon Austin to make this roster here in L.A. for 2018. With Farrell so, Cooper taking all the returns. Especially, yeah. yes. Absolutely. So, what's, what's your role? Right. Yeah. So, you know, this is a, a deal that, as McVay and Sneed said today, it kind of does right by Tavon Austin. It allows him to go to another place where he can maybe excel. And then I did see another report where Dallas – thinks of him more as a backup running back, kind of in the vein of a Lance Dunbar really? than okay. wide receiver. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. We'll that, see if that actually pans out. We will. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this is this is one of those deals where it's, man, you know, you obviously the rumors were out there for Tavon Austin and that his time might be a little bit shorter with the Rams. And I think that goes back to yeah. last year when the Rams kind of phased him out of the offense True. for a number of reasons. Well, being honest, open and honest, I didn't think there'd be any takers. Yeah, I, I didn't think there'd be any takers for, for Tavon. I thought and he'd that, be here, yeah. Honestly, that's fair based on production. Yeah, at whatever compensation, sixth round, seventh round, I didn't think there'd be a taker. Right. I, did, I don't know where you play him. If they want to play him at backup tailback, then so be it. Yeah. And I hope he rips it up when he gets there because I like him. Yeah. And I also rooted for Greg Robinson when he left. Yeah. Yeah. No, good, good human being, and that's yeah. what Lusneed was saying um, in this press conference today. Yeah. That, you know, he said, I think he's, he's one of my favorite humans on the planet. Yeah. That's, how he, that's how he walked. Oh. You ever see Tavon Austin? He used to walk like that all the time, like he's carrying a suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. Carrying luggage. Yes. Yeah. No, and he's a very prideful guy. I mean, look, it clearly it did not work out for him with last the season. Rams. Yeah, last season. Well, I really... As Les Need pointed out, he led you in touchdowns a year ago. He did. Se- two seasons ago. But what were you two seasons ago? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like... I'm you trying to say, pump the guy up. Come on, man. I, I understand what yes. you're doing. And, like, I don't mean to, like, you know, kick Tavon Austin on his way out the door. That's not really no, what I'm No, I hope he do. has a great career in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? He's a guy that now is with the restructuring of the deal. He basically bet on himself. This is now he's on a one-year deal so you, you do hope for him and his own sake that it works out for him in Dallas and hey maybe he gets you know re-signed there or he goes somewhere else and gets that yeah. nice lucrative he's contract. blessed with one of the things you can't teach speed. in this game he's got blinding speed yes and he's lickety split quick so very yeah. very fast dangerous guy. with the ball in his hand that plays on any field right yeah yes exactly but I think when you think about Tavon Austin and where he was drafted and how he was drafted, the Rams going up to get him. Yeah. This, you know what I'm saying? Like This now, the way the Rams are drafting yeah. is not the way they were drafting back in 2013. Go back and look at that entire 2013 draft. 
Just have fun with that. Right. See how many guys actually panned out. Right. No, yeah. especially those that were drafted early in that top 10 it and happens. things like that. Right, yes. it happens some years. Yes, yeah. but you have guys also like Alec Ogletree, who was also drafted True. in that first round, who turned into quality players. But Good luck I, in New York. Yep. Yes, for sure. But I just... I think I'm, it's interesting here. This is the guy I'm excited about. All right. So this is, yeah. you, you were trying to segue me into something else. This guy I was I'm going really, anyway. really excited about. Fourth round, 11th choice, 111th overall, uh, offensive lineman Brian yes. Allen out of Michigan State. Uh, I saw Jamon Brown at the uh, event we were oh, at yes. on Wednesday. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, Wednesday night's uh, pre-draft party. Joked with him. I said, enjoy training camp. And he knew what I meant. You got Donald <laughs> and Sue. Enjoy that, yeah. right? Yeah, have fun with that. Uh, this is the guy I fully expect not to be intimidated. Mm. Yeah, um, even as a rookie, at the early stages of his pro career, I don't think he's going to be intimidated one bit by lining up on Donald or Sue. Why? Uh, he's a wrestler. Uh, what uh. Les Need mentioned. I mean, the guy's got a low center of gravity. The yeah. guy is used to going one-on-one with guys in phone booths. Right. Um, confrontation isn't going to bother him. Uh, intimidation isn't a factor. When you watch him play, He's the intimidator. Yeah. So this is going to be fun watching this guy, this rookie, get his reps against Sue and Donald and whoever else lines up on him. This is going to be fun. I'm excited for this guy. I will say this. I really enjoy watching Michigan State play football because mm. they play the kind of football that I like watching. Yeah. You know, power, football, smash mouth. We're going to run the football and we're going to get after you. It's kind of the same reason why I like watching Georgia yeah. football. Why do you I, hate running backs if you love that sort of offense? I don't hate, you running, hate backs. running backs. No, you I don't. You can't stand running backs. I don't hate running backs. I just am not necessarily a proponent of taking a running back at number one overall See? in the draft. You like Smash Mouth Ball, but I you won't take the Smash best Mouth Ball. Smash Mouth Ball and, and uh, running back in the draft. Because sometimes, a lot of the time, <laughs> that happens up front. I like Smash Mouth Ball because that's what we did in high school. That's true. I like right. being the pulling guard, I, look, and I was a pulling guard for those of you. Direct who can't line even to the uh, to the end zone, just. Smash it. I'm with you. Go ahead. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, right. But I, I think Michigan State. Yes. Michigan State. I like the way they play football. He's a guy that is a finisher from all the reports. <laughs> yeah. you know? Right. It's it's nasty in there with him. Good. I mean, he'll twist your body, he'll put that hand on your hip and bend you. I mean it's <laughs> dip, it, I dip, we dip. It's painful. I yeah. mean, really, it's painful what this guy does. Um I think he was drafted exactly where he needed to be drafted, and I think he's perfect for here. Look, there's gonna be competition on the O line. Um, somebody might give. And when you start picking guys that could actually ascend to that number one role, he's the first guy you look at. Really? Oh, my God. Yes, he's ready to go right now. Strength, uh, weight, um, bend, knee bend, um, bend at the hips, good grips, and he finishes, and he's nasty. He takes no prisoners. This is a guy you're going to have to slow down in practice. Good. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what you, especially when you get pads on, I think now he's the kind of person that can kind of compete with Austin Blythe for that sort of swing guard center role. Oh, yeah. He has played all over the offensive line. He was saying in his conference call, um, he said, in college, that's all I really played until last season, referring to guard. So I feel just as good at left guard as I do at right guard, and it's just as good at those positions as I do center. I've taken a lot of reps there, and I feel that I can play that position too if I need to. You're so, in the phone booth. Guard, yes. center, that, that, that pit. Right there. I mean, you just don't have the ball. It's the same sort of deal. Right. And that, I think, is really good. So, now, basically, with your first two picks, all that Les Snead and Sean McVay have said throughout this offseason is, we really want to add depth upon the O-line because we know that odds are we're not going to be as healthy as we were in 2017, in 2018. True. So, what you've done there is... 
you now not just have Austin Blythe as a guy that you feel can spell people mm -hmm. on the inside if need be, can make that kind of spot start if need be. You've got a guy in Joseph Noteboom who you anticipate will be able to come in and be your swing tackle. You've got somebody in Brian Allen who you anticipate will be able to come in and back up both guard spots and the center spot if he has to. He's going to compete. <laughs> and you keep saying yeah, he's going to compete. He's so going to compete. Look out, Roger Saffold yes. and Jamon Brown then, if, and John Sullivan. If there's one hamburger left, and he's in the running, it's going to be a fight. Trust me. All right. Yeah, that's something I like to hear. All right. So the 35th choice, 135th overall, that was defensive end John Franklin out of Stephen F. Austin. Don't be afraid by the big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to see what this guy looks like mm -hmm. on a professional field. I mm -hmm. want to see if it shows up. I, I like the tape. He pops on tape. I want to see if he can do or be that same sort of guy versus pro competition. What popped on tape to you? Oh, he's got a great first step. He's okay. got a good punch. He's got good pursuit. I mean, he's uh, he's he's very well trained when he's getting to the quarterback, upfield shouldered, hardly misses. Love that sort of stuff. Mm. But let me see that show up out here. Right. When there's a bunch of guys out there that can also play. Right. And yeah. that, that is, I think, the, the difference when you're going from a place like Stephen F. Austin, you know, your competition is not going to be the same as it was, say, if you were playing in the SEC. Oh, yeah. Yes. So now I think it's almost the Cooper Cup question. Can you perform at that level once you get to this level? Oh, yeah. Oh, boxing reference. When a guy unloads the Sunday punch, your big right hand. Whatever you think is going to knock a guy out and you tag him with it and he's still there, then what? Yes. Yeah, so I, I want to see if his skill set, his move set, how he sets up guys to get to the passer, I want to see if that actually translates out here. If it right. does, wow, you've got something. You've got another piece on your D-line. You're already loaded defensive line. You are. Yeah. And this is this is a good thing. So he's probably depth at defensive end, mm -hmm. specifically five technique. Um, that's what the Rams were saying kind of in the draft room. And then he said that as well. Um, Franklin did yeah. to the media. He what said did they, they hear? see me as a D-end. Someone said he might be as good like right now. And I thought this might have been a knock on Morgan Fox. It could be. He's as good as Morgan Fox right now. I'm like, how do you know that? He hasn't even taken a snap yet. Interesting. But they think athletically in the way he plays. He could be as good right now. I said, I need to see that. I need to see that too. Prove that I, to me. I really like Morgan Fox. Yes. And I think we both do. We do. Prove that to me. Let me see that. That's yeah. why I said, I want to see this guy out here. Let me see him perform versus pros, guys yes. that get paid. Yes. And he is technically a local kid born in Los Angeles. Yeah. So nice for him to be able to get back out here. Well, um, full he'll time. be playing for free. 35 <laughs> tickets to every home game. I'm just kidding. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that'll be. I'm sure that'll be really, really fun for him. Oh, yeah. Um, another, uh, the, the first, I should say, fifth-round draft choice. And this is one I think that, at least position-wise, people were really, really looking for in terms of inside linebacker. Yeah. And the Rams picked up Micah Kaiser out of Virginia. Since his senior year in high school, all through college, like 700 tackles. That's amazing. All this guy does is score 100 tackles a year. That's all he does. He runs everything down. And McVay mentioned this um, sort of unprompted, but just basically thinking about what are the good things that uh, Kaiser does mm -hmm. as a football player. And he mentioned great communicator. Oh, good. Okay. So, yeah. the, you know, we keep talking about, okay, who's going to be the defensive signal that caller? signal caller's up for grabs. It yeah. is up for grabs. And I don't necessarily know that, you know, when you're the 147th overall pick – that you can, you're expected to come in and be a, that day one starter. Well, anybody that active is definitely, definitely has good cardio. Uh -huh. So he would be a candidate. Don't give it to a guy with bad cardio. 
Yeah. Yeah. When you can't breathe, you can't speak. When you can't speak, you can't communicate. This is also true. Right, right. But watching him on tape. Yeah, I mean, I, I love his dimension. 6'2", about 250. And, I mean, he is he's in a thousand different directions all at once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I heard the other guy that had just as many tackles is a guy named Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're compared to a guy like Keekley, I don't like you, I love you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, this guy, um, another guy I can't wait to see compete for a job out here. Yeah, because, I mean, you have guys like Rameek Wilson, who mm-hmm. I think we've talked about before, mm-hmm. as potentially becoming that kind of defensive signal caller. If By nothing else, then virtue of the fact that he's one of the few inside linebackers who are already on, who was already on the roster, right? right? And then you also have guys on the inside like Mark Barron, like uh, Corey Littleton. Uh, Bryce Hager would also be another one of those guys. I don't want to, like, slow down Mark Barron with signals. Just run. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get so, the signal from somebody else. You just run. Very fair. So this is something that I think is going to be interesting to see over the course of OTAs, over the course of training camp. It, right now we're still in April. You've still got five months basically until that first game. So there was a lot of time to figure out that defensive signal caller. But I, I still think it's a very important position. It won't position. be Miles. It definitely we, won't be It me. won't be Miles. I mean, we, tried that, we tried that one time. It didn't work for you. <laughs> well, we mentioned yeah. that. You mentioned 700. You were horrible with that, by You the mentioned way. 700 <laughs> tackles since, like, <laughs> high school. Right. Do you know how many tackles I had in my senior year of high school? I'll put it this way. If you way. broke double digits, I'd be shocked. I didn't. There was, like, everybody on, uh, all the seniors, I should say, I think there were 18 of us, everybody had at least a defensive point. So, like, you did something on defense, whether it was a pass breakup, a tackle, etc. Everybody had a point except for the quarterback and me. Miles, you don't want to put that on tape, bro. I don't know. You, you don't want to, like, make that public. That's, I don't mind. That's not the stat because I you start, want to be no, on. I started nine of ten games in the regular season at You're guard. stalling. Go ahead and say Actually, the name. Actually, it was eight of ten at guard, one at center. You're stalling. Go ahead and say the name. He's next. This is Miles Solomon. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know what? Also about Kaiser. Come on. He said that he was a little linebacker, but he played all over the field. So that's something else that he can do. Um, they played a 3-4 defense He's at Virginia. He's stalling, folks. And, yeah, I guess the next, he is the next pick, um, which is the 160th overall pick that the Rams traded to Denver for Aqib Tlaib and then received back from Denver um, in exchange for a couple picks. Um, is outside is linebacker. Or? Yeah, go ahead. Og, Ogbenia, Ogbenia. Close enough. All right. Okoron, Okoronkwo. Okoronkwo. Okay. Yeah. So this is the official, non-official. I shouldn't have said official. This is the not official pronunciation of this name. Ogbenia Okoronkwo. He has a nickname, right? They Oboe. call him Obo. Yeah. Okay, that's what we'll call so him So I now. feel like every time yeah. he makes a really good play, we should just like tweet a picture of an Oboe. The <laughs> Marco hates it. Make him stop. Okay. Uh, sometimes, you know, for the audience that is just listening to us in, on the podcast instead of watching us, I wish that they could just see your facial Make reactions. Make stop, people. When uh, I say certain things and you just look at me with such disdain uh, and just disappointment. Okay, you only get two. That's that's all you get. Is that, the I notebook think that, and then that. That's all, right, all you that's get it? for the rest of this. Yes. All right. So what do you think of Obo? Uh, you know, I met him at the Senior Bowl. Did you? I love his dimensions. I love the way he looks in pads, and I love the way he plays. Um, it seemed like that was the perfect fit. When you're out there and you're looking for edge rushers and you're looking for guys that, I guess, 
fit the dimensions, right. it would be him. I mean, he really looks the part. He looks great getting off the bus. And he can play. And I love the fact that he plays better in a two-point, hmm. that he can stand up and go. Now, you're going to have to do some things you're not used to doing in this defense, but what he has and what he brings to this football team, it, Wade Phillips could definitely use it, especially with the interior pass rush you have now. A guy that just keeps contained. Yes. The 21-man rule. We talk about this a lot. You know what the 21-man rule is? I feel like I do, but you should say it to me anyway. Well, if you're the 20, the 21st man, that means keep everything inside of you. Don't oh. let anything outside. Keep it all inside. Sure. He can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. I saw him fight off guys at the Senior Bowl. I mean, really, really work to keep leverage and keep contained. So that's the stuff that defensive coordinators covet. I mean – Getting to the passer, rushing the passer. I mean, some guys are natural at it. Some guys are better. Some guys can just work at it and make themselves good pass rushers. Connor Barwin made himself a good pass rusher. But keeping contained, keeping outside leverage, that's the stuff that defensive coordinators covet and love. And that's what he can do. Well, I can tell you, having been in the draft room, when they traded up to make that selection, they were everybody in there was as fired up as anybody yeah. to get him. Wait till you see this guy in pads, Miles. Yes. I mean, Wow. It's impressive. Well, and the yeah. first thing Wade Phillips said um, when he got on the phone with him was, "Are you ready to come rush the passer?" Good. That's what, you're do. <laughs> what did he say? I I have not heard. The only answer response. is yes, sir. Yeah. I'm sure that's what he told. Yeah. Anything Wade else? Phillips. Just hang anything, up. Anything? Well, anything you say. Anything to Wade else Phillips. other than yes, sir? Hang up the phone. Right. Well, what, when he was talking to the media on his conference call, he said uh, the Rams see me as an edge guy who can do linebacker things and also an inch. An instant, easy for me to say, contributor on special teams. So I'll be kind of doing what Robert Quinn was doing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like you know, defer to Bones Fossil on the special teams deal. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, look, rookies are gonna have to work. That's the job. You're gonna have to do special teams. So yeah, they'll find a role for him. But he's gonna make his bones, keeping contained, like you said, getting to the passer. Yeah. And what's interesting is that he said he felt like the Rams were going to take him. It was just a matter of time. The Rams I clearly... Swear, I swear, Miles, walking into the stadium, uh, when we, we got there late, halfway through the first practice, and the first time I saw him, I'm like, that's the guy. No lie. Really? He looks the part, that's the guy. If you're looking for an edge guy, that's him right there. Well... Yeah. That it is. Yeah. Another little tidbit from the draft room, and we will have a series of Inside the Draft Room articles over uh, the course of the coming week. Um, but it was interesting to see as this was sort of unfolding because this was a fifth-round pick. The Rams did not originally, heading into this draft, have any fifth-round picks, and so as things keep going, all of a sudden it's like, boom, oh my gosh, they're actually going to trade up to get back into 160. They traded with Denver, and again, this is a Rams original pick, which is kind of funny, but as they do it, Les Snead, you know, is calling. He's on the phone. You got Tony Pastor on the phone. He was working the phone. Yeah, he was. My goodness. But everybody starts coming back in because you want all those coaches to be able to say hello to the pick. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when Wade Phillips comes in, he and Les Snead do a little fist bump. Wade Phillips explodes the fist bump. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Wade Phillips was jacked about this one. I'm worried about you. Why? I'm worried about you right now. Why are anyway, you? I was just—I was just telling a little story. You just gave me a play-by-play on a fist bump. I did. It was cool. I, it was great. I mean, I saw it in my mind's eye. I Good. saw the fist bump. Then I feel like I accomplished my mission. Wow. All right. Next pick uh, was from the sixth round. They got this one from the New York Giants. John Kelly, running back out of Tennessee. You're the first guy that mentioned Alvin Kamara. That—that that sort of. I can't really comparison. take comparison. I cannot necessarily <coughs> take credit for that. 
Um, I will give a shout out to Nate Bain, our friend and yeah. former colleague who now works for the Tennessee Titans, is a uh, Tennessee alum, went there for grad school, and so he knows that football team pretty well. He watches it all the time, and he said to me that this is a guy who in some ways is like Kamara because he didn't necessarily get the opportunities on the field. Okay. And so stylistically, stylistically, probably a little bit not the same. Okay, but he right. does have really good hands, and so you're now you're talking about, and in that way, obviously, that you have that Kamara comparison. Well, the the first thing they mentioned, I, I think it was Sean McVay that said his toughness. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I believe he is a Philadelphia, no, Detroit kid. Yes, he's yeah, a Detroit kid. Uh, I mean, that's where you want to. You know, if you, if get your running about, backs look, from. If you're talking about toughness, you're talking about Detroit. Detroit is all about yeah. toughness. So, yeah, I mean, I looked up his high school and, you know, where it was at and just doing some research on him. Uh, and then when you match that with the film you're watching, I mean, it, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy won't turn down a shot and he's fast. Yeah. Yeah, he can avoid you. He can go through you. Um, and there's there's going to be competition behind Todd Gurley. There is. Yeah, there's going to be competition for those carries. I don't know how many you're going to get. Maybe Todd has designs on taking every single carry. If he wants to and he can handle it, so be it. But whoever that backup is has got to be able to keep pace or keep the the offense on schedule, so to speak, running right. the football. Whether that's Malcolm Brown or whether that's a guy like Justin Davis mm-hmm. still on the roster, or now you do have John Kelly, and that's somebody that can maybe come in and contribute. So I think, obviously, when you're a sixth-round pick, you got to expect that you're going to be doing some special teams. I would expect to see that from Kelly coming up. But if he shows that he can keep his hands on the football and that he can run it well, I don't see why he can't be that kind of change-of-pace guy that they probably envisioned Lance Dunbar would be, but just because of Dunbar's health, it didn't necessarily work out that way last year. We're going to see. He's going to get the opportunity to show what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, like you said, when you have a running back you just drafted to couple with a left tackle and a center, yes. preseason is going to be fun. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that this is another thing, you know, depth. Who are we pointing at? Who are we looking at? Oh. You just keep working, Miles. Don't I'm worry sorry. about it. Come I know. On. We're outside, so I get easily distracted. Let me explode like... the fist bump. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> that was a good story. I refuse to um, act like otherwise. But <laughs> anyway, yep. but you know, he was talking about um, watching Alvin Kamara and you know what it was like to see him and do that. And so what he told the media was me just being able to watch him work at practice and he caught everything. It translated that. He translated that to the league. I expected him to do the great things that he did. And just having a guy like that is motivation for all the younger guys that are under him. So that definitely motivated me a lot. There was a path. I mean, there's a path to the league. I love it. Well, I did love it when guys that you were playing with or behind or in front and they made it to the next level. Yeah. And you're thinking if he can do it, why not me? Well, I'm going to do it. Oh. If he's having success <laughs> at the next level. Then it's also something I'm going to do. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, so also the second of four six-round choices um, at 90, 192nd overall, this is the choice that the Rams received in that Tavon Austin trade. That was used on offensive lineman Jameel Dimby out of Maine. Full disclosure, man, this is the only guy I don't know much. I don't know that much about him. He was apparently yeah. at the Senior Bowl. Okay. And so you were there, I was not. Yeah. And I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. When I don't I say know that. a ton about him. Yeah. yeah. But neither do I. Yep. I'm actually going in reverse. I'm, I'm learning about him now. Which is fine. Yep. I mean, but this is this is the way the draft kind of works. Um, what's interesting? Well, Lesney gets paid to scout Maine. Yes. Yeah. 
And, he has to. Well, the Rams. I kind of skipped Maine. The, <laughs> the Rams had a little bit of inside information because um, new Rams assistant wide receivers coach Liam Cohen. Oh yeah. Um, was actually his offensive coordinator ah. at Maine this past season. Now Cohen is with the Rams. So Flacco, Maine, right? No, Delaware. Delaware. Which yes. one? The, Delaware is the Blue Hens. Okay. I don't know What's what Maine? I could. Anybody not tell know you. the mascot at Maine? The Bears. Something? No one? Nobody knows what Come the mascot Come on, I need a lifeline here. Nobody knows what the mascot <laughs> is. I'm sorry. But what was funny, it's, it, it's I think like, it's the Black Bears. Yeah, the Black Bears. The okay. Black Bears. The Black Bears, right. yeah. Well, very interesting. Fist bump. Okay. Exploded. <laughs> he said, he told the media here um, in L.A. that he pretty much all left tackle throughout his four years of college, so he was just used to being on the left side. Um, but throughout this process, I've been working on my versatility, and from a concept standpoint, I understand the game and had some great coaching. So Awesome. That's what he was telling the media, um, so we will see how things shake out. So again, it's more competition there. More on depth. that interior of the in, uh, well, if he's playing tackle, I should say exterior of the offensive line, and so that's something I think that the Rams definitely could use. If your name isn't Whitworth, Saffold, Brown, Havenstein, you better be in the gym. Sullivan, you better be, and Sullivan, you better be working your butt off right now. There's competition out there for for jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no, young, hungry people. No doubt about yeah. it. Um, we have four more picks to get through here quickly. We will try to get through them for all of you. Where are we going so fast? I don't know. Where, where do you have to go? Nowhere in Thank particular. Thank you. Please slow down. Take I'm your just, time. I'm just trying to be efficient here. The guy that's telling fist bump stories is trying to be efficient. Go ahead. You enjoyed the fist bump story. Go ahead. You don't want to admit it, but you did. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sebastian Joseph was yes. the 195th overall choice. Um, it was a pick uh, received from Buffalo via trade. He is a defensive lineman out of Rutgers. Uh, the, the things you can tell when you're watching football without sound is definitely the passion. You can tell that by how long guys stay on the ground. This guy has, I think he's allergic to the ground. What do you mean allergic I mean, he, to the ground? When he's, like, he gets up and he's pursuing. I mean, look. I mean, oh, like if he gets pancaked if he or gets, something. If he gets knocked down, tripped, what have you, pursuing the football, he's up in the blink and he's pursuing again. Yeah. I mean, he's pursuing to the football hard. Yes. And, I mean, there's some things that you can teach uh, that he needs to get better at. Um, you know, keeping leverage on blocks, uh, making sure you don't get washed by. But when you watch and he's in pursuit, this guy is dogged. It seems like it means more to him than it does the other guys on the field. Not just his own teammates, everybody on the field. Well, this is one of the things I think you want out of maybe sixth round, seventh round, these late round guys, high motor, mm -hmm. somebody that, because you, you, you don't have to teach effort, yeah. right? There are things that can be coached. I think what you're talking about there, playing with better leverage and things like that, you can coach that. Yeah, I mean, get knocked out of in. your gap. I mean, I mean, there's stuff that you're going to get out here with professional coaches. And right. remember, you don't have school to worry about. This is your job now. Yes. So you have all day to work on this. Right. So he's going to get better at the fundamentals. But like you said, the stuff you can't teach. Yes, like effort. Yes, he's got that. And he's, he's, he displays that every single snap. Right. So one of the things that they might look for um, uh, Joseph to do once he comes in, play nose tackle, maybe spell at three technique as well. But he said, um, in college he played both. When he first came in, I played three technique. My third year, I moved to You're nose. You're not playing three now. I'm sorry. Well, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, that that job know. is filled. I'm just not not as a starter, but maybe you oh. come in and play a snap when Aaron Donald needs like one snap. Okay. And then you yes. can go back and 
on the sideline where you belong. There, there goes Coach Rath. Point. Bye, Coach Rath. Bye, Coach Rath. He even walks fast. Do you do anything slow? No. <laughs> <laughs> he said no if no. he didn't hear it. And I absolutely believe that. There's no way Coach Rath does anything no. slow. Um, anyway, so Joseph said my third year I moved to nose tackle. And I played basically three different sides. I played three tech, I played shade nose, and then I played short nose. So I think I'm pretty versatile in that aspect. See, so. there, there, I, I always say this, man. There should never be a no in your vocabulary as a young defensive lineman. Oh yeah. Hey, can you play nose tackle? Yes, sir. Yes. Can you play defensive end? Absolutely. Yes. Can you play three technique? Sure. Is that the way you are? That's the way everybody should be. <laughs> yeah, can you play on the right? Can you play on the left? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, even if you can't. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, what what is that saying? The more you can do? The more you can do, the better. I mean, that, that applies to all kinds of things in life, not just, you know, football, different positions, yeah. but like my job. I can do the you more can you do can everything. do, right? You know, like you're better off. Yes. You can interview people, host, and do podcasts and, and write. The big three. I mean, you, you talk about Donald, Sue, and Brockers. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some mix and match guys in there, some, some different positions that are open. So you may be able to steal a few reps at nose tackle. You may be able to steal a few reps at three technique, maybe. Remember, Dominic Easley is still here. Absolutely, yeah. yes. I mean, there's and- going to be some some roles out there for some guys. No, I think that's important to remember. I just feel like, and I don't really have necessarily basis to know this on because we have not seen them on the practice field yet this year, and we won't for another few weeks. But just thinking about how creative Wade Phillips can be Mm -hmm. just from a scheme standpoint, there might be times where an Aaron Donald, a Dominican Sue is lined up on the outside in a pass rushing situation, and then you bring in somebody else and put them on the inside. And so maybe that's a way for you to quote unquote steal a rep, you know? I'm wondering what, what would make you do that? I don't know. I mean, a weak tackle. If your opponent lost both tackles the week before, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm, I'm, just I'm making funny. Yeah. You do that a lot. But from the standpoint of like even in the Atlanta game, that right. playoff game, Aaron Donald lined up on the outside. Oh yeah, and won. Some, yes, yes, because he's that good. And won his battles. Yes, right. Something just flew in my eye. Anyway. Oh no. Yep. Yeah, it's because you've been making fun of me for my. I'm not making fun of you. My, uh, my fist pump story. Where are we? We are at the last pick of the sixth round for the L.A. Rams, the nice. 31st choice, 205th overall. Trayvon Young, outside linebacker out of Louisville. Uh, was there a quote by Samson Ebicom that says, whoever is not taking my job? There's I, a guy that understands. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think I just read that. Yeah, there, there's a guy who understands about these young guys coming in. When you pick four edge rushers in the draft, that means the job is open, uh-huh. regardless of who's penciled in at one and two. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's the reaction I like out of a second-year guy or a guy going into a second year yeah. when you see a draft like this. Yeah, there's going to be competition. Well, you, yeah. you know how I feel about Samson Abicom. Oh, yeah. I think that he is a really good young player, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he has progressed from year one to year two as we get into training camp and right. you start seeing those one-on-one battles with the offensive linemen. What kind of new things has he learned? Right. What what can he really take there? Um, well, this is what I would whisper to him. The easy part is getting to the NFL, and uh, that's that's almost impossible. Yeah. You know what's impossible? Staying, staying in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah you absolutely. have to keep getting better. Right. Yeah, because they're always looking to replace you. Four outside guys, four edge rushers in a draft. Well, but I, there's that aspect of it, but there's also the aspect of it that's, you know, you also shipped off Robert Quinn. True. All indications at this point are Connor Barwin probably will not be back for the Rams. So those are your two starters at right. outside linebacker it's anyway. Open. Right. Right. So, yes, it is open, I think, 
even you could say right now, Samson Abicom is penciled in at one of those spots. And at this point, Matt Longacre would be penciled in at one of the other spots because those were the two guys who were backing up um, last year. But as you said, this is up for grabs. Let's so go. when you have right. somebody like a Trayvon Young, hey, maybe this is another guy that can come in and get some reps based on what he does in practice. And like I said, I, I love the, 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 he is built to be an outside linebacker. Yeah. I mean, you are playing the exact right position. I love it when guys are born and bred outside backers or tackles or running backs, and they're actually playing that position in the NFL. Not a position switch. Can't stand that. Or they're playing out of position. Yes. Yeah, or they're labeled as something, and they're clearly not. Right. Yeah, we'll leave that there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I picked up what you were putting down. But um, So he was saying to the media that he feels like he's going to fit in well um, with Wade Phillips' scheme. Young said, I feel like I'm going to be a pass rusher. What I bring to the team is putting pressure on the quarterback. Whatever they ask me to do, I'm willing to do. So I'm nice. ready to go. Can you so, cover a kick? Can you block a punt? He's going to have to yeah. probably do some of that. Thank you. Um, you know, at least in terms of covering kicks. Can I put you on the wing on the field goal team? Can I use you in that way? Maybe. Okay. Can you snap the football? I, this is another I'm just asking. thing. Right yeah. now, snap the football. Long snap. What do you need a long snapper for? You always need a backup long snapper. I guess. You always need a backup long snapper. All Absolutely. Right. Well, the okay. more you can do is. Have you ever long snapped before? I feel like I, I tried to Why did they even ask school? that question? Why did they even ask that question? I played center for a game, I as knew I just it. said. I wasn't very good at it. You surprised I'm by shocked. This? <laughs> but I was a great communicator. That's why they tried to put me at center. Oh, and my gosh. Me wow. and the guy that usually played center were like, let's just go back to me playing guard. And back Glory to TCU days. we go. Wow. Yeah, back to TCU yes. we go. Um, our producer, Matt, who you may recognize his voice from the mailbag segment and oh, also yes. his podcast. The disembodied Matt. I yes, love the, way the you disembodied said voice, yes. Matt. Um, he will be very happy with this because we go back to TCU, which he is an alma. He went. He's an alumni of. He's not an alma Call mater. Out. Yeah. There you go. Golly gee day. It's been a long weekend, guys. Call time out. Come to the sideline. Let's yeah, talk about it. Yeah, all right. It. Okay. Um, anyway, it's enough talk about Matt. Let's talk about Traven Howard. Yes. Inside linebacker. Tackle machine. Uh, will compete for a job. Yes. Um, I, I don't see him being the starter. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see that right away, but I could be wrong. But I think tackle, that's fair. But tackle machine at TCU. Well... <laughs> I I don't want to make like a joke and make a lot of it, but like he gets probably a lot of opportunities at TCU because of the way they play defense in general. Wow, you could have just left it at tackle machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to peel the onion. <laughs> now we're all crying because I, I peeled the onion. You didn't now, have to peel the onion. But you wow. know what? I yes. mean, you've got a guy um, who was already on this team in um, Bryce Hager who went to Baylor, and yes. I think you could maybe say some similar things. See, I would have said this, out. yes, tackling machine. Yes. That's what they do. And I yeah. think that when Bryce Hager has had his opportunities, he's actually done a pretty good job. I thought he played pretty well against San Francisco at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he's, when he's had to there. And they attacked him, too. They went after him a few right. times. Right, yeah. I think it was the Arizona game um, yeah. in Ogletree Arizona. Yeah, Ogletree goes down, right. Yeah, Ogletree went down with the, with the elbow injury, yeah. and then he came in, and I thought he played pretty well there, too. So, again, this is a pick where when, you're in, when you are a seventh-round pick, you know you're going to be fighting for a roster spot True. at the very least. So that means he's going to have to come in and he's going to have to play special teams. Uh, well, I wouldn't even ask him, can he cover a kick? You better. Yeah, you better yeah, cover a kick, you otherwise better. you're not going to make Absolutely. this team. Like, that, that's something that you're going to have to yes. do. Yes. All right. And last but not least, 
Um, defensive lineman Justin Lawler out of SMU, the 26th choice of the seventh round, 244th overall. What did I say to you when I was watching him on video? Uh, you remember? You don't remember. I don't. And Barwin it was like, Jr. You did. Yes. You, you literally just <laughs> said that to me maybe not even an hour ago. Yes. And I already forgot. I mean, what does it's, that say it's about like me? watching a clone. Hmm. The, the way they take on blocks, the way they disengage from blocks, the way it seems like it's 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 a matter of pride right. if you try to run to his side. You know, I mean, he is really going to fight you all the way out to the sideline to turn that running back back. And then when it's an obvious passing situation, you can tell this guy loves the pass rush, and mm-hmm. he's got a bevy of moves. Yeah, and not just a one-trick pony. I'm, I'm coming off the edge, dip and rip, and hope I get there. Yeah. Uh, my counter move maybe might be a smid move. This guy's got a 1,000 moves, Yeah. and he will throw every single one of them at you. That's what trying you Trying to want. get to the pass. Yeah, I like it. I like to see this guy go. So this is somebody that I think is going to, again, going to have to come in, compete, either at that, they call him defensive lineman, but as you're saying, more or less a Connor Barwin-style guy, so who knows exactly where he's going to line up. But um, what he said uh, to the media is that what they did at SMU is pretty similar to what the Rams do defensively. And so he said, I think that's why we're such a good fit for each other. I was a hand in the ground, four down guy rushing the quarterback and just making plays. They let me run free, run loose, similar to what the Rams do with their ends. And we look forward to having the same success in LA. So if you look at what the Rams do in nickel situations, that's when they're having those guys put four, four guys hand in the ground and then they're going. Well, I just almost laughed when he said they – they allow guys to run free in this defense. You got to earn that, man. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Only certain guys get to run free. And their yeah. numbers start with nine and end in nine. Yeah, certain guys get to do what they want and run free. Maybe and make nine plays. three this year. I, I hope we'll you can see. become that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you can uh, ascend to that role, but you're going to have a specific role in this defense if you make it. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, maybe you get to show what you can do. On a max level. We'll yes, see. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So you have a piece of paper in your hand that I do want to get to as well. What's you that? Alluded to, alluded to this. Oh, the, the picks. trades. Oh, my God. I mean, the trades. My goodness. Look at that. Yeah. So that the is Rams, a flurry of activity. The Rams made one, two, three. Well, gosh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I would have told trades you. Trades total. I already counted. Well, you held it up That's in right. front of me. That's all right. It's the podcast. It was an awkward thing. Miles is wasting time. Anyway. I, 11 trades. 11 total yes. trades. But that goes all the way back to the Peters deals, yes? Yes. Uh, active. I mean, that's no shock for Les Need. Uh, he's been moving around in the draft since he got here. Yeah. He's not afraid to move up, move down, what have you, uh, amass more picks. I think he's doing the exact right thing to amass more picks means more bodies. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what the – how many draft day – pick the trap date that goodness gracious draft day trades trades (laughs) in total over the last two days they didn't make any on on thursday (laughs) i I believe there were six draft day trades six draft day yes who knew that was so hard to say (laughs) draft day trades gosh Wow. There were six. So anyway, what, what Steve was saying in the, in the press conference after everything was done today was that basically they, they had a lot of players that they felt like could be quality guys mm-hmm. to pick up in the late, mid to late rounds, basically day three guys. And so that's why you saw them make so many moves. I mean, they came into this thing on Thursday with only one of their original picks left, and that was at number 87. They ended up trading that back, got eight, got to 89, and then got another pick 
um, from Oakland, and then they kept going and going, and they moved around. They would, and you saw them like accumulate so many six-round picks mm-hmm. that eventually it's like, okay, we got two, boom, we can move, use these yeah. to move up and get Oboe with, at number one sixty. So I think. It was just a really well-executed strategy. Yeah, it was a great draft, draft, I thought. Um, I don't want to put a letter grade on it, but, I mean, when you, I look, when you look at the rest of the, of the division, at least, Arizona got better, especially yeah. with Rosen at quarterback. At I some point, so. that's going to be the guy there. You know this. Sooner than later. Uh, John Lynch is going to be a formidable opponent yeah. in this division. Yeah. Uh, he is building. He wants to be where you're, where the Rams are right now, mm-hmm. uh, so that's going to be fun. And Seattle, I think, got better. I know that a, a lot of people went after them for that for the running back they picked in the first round, uh, Penny. Oh yeah, yeah. If he stays healthy, uh, look, I, I think that's all they've been missing, is that sort of running back. Bring back the running game to that offense and help Russell Wilson. So you don't think they've been missing like pass protection? I think you can take some pressure off Russell Wilson at least by running the football. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, and no, take pressure off your offensive line because they couldn't run it. You're right in the sense that, look, they, they really couldn't do anything running the ball right. without Russell so Wilson. So I can just pressure Wilson 17. all day. Right. Right. You can't run to. to Get me to back off, and that's the way the Rams beat the yeah. bejesus out of the Seahawks in right. Seattle, forty-five to seven. Exactly, that game was forty-two to seven, forty-five to seven. I don't know. They only scored seven points, and the Rams had right. over forty. Um, but I, you, you brought up the rest of the NFC West. I thought that Rosen pick was really interesting mm-hmm. for the Cardinals. I mean, if you know anything about the Cardinals, they clearly needed to get a quarterback probably in this draft, and it was interesting to see who they would be able to move up with and who they would move up for. So them going and getting Rosen at number 10, well, everybody else apparently made nine mistakes. It's funny, man. (laughs) I mean, all the talk about Rosen, why he's not going to be drafted, and it it all came down to what came out of his mouth, right? Apparently. And within 24 hours of being drafted, he's already having to backtrack on a comment he made. On draft day. Well, when people, when you say, I mean, like, it was interesting just watching that, and you could tell he was like, he was very frustrated Good. that he was going further and further down. I love the fire. I love the passion. I do. Too. I do. Um, but you might want to dial it down in the press conference. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Maybe a little, a little bit. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. That's probably true. Um, I, otherwise, I think, what? let me say it this way. What did you think of the first couple picks in that round? What did you think of where the quarterbacks ended up in general? Well, I mean, I didn't see Mayfield going number one. I didn't really I mean, that, that, that set the draft off. I said, okay, this is going to be a wild draft yeah. after that. So I didn't see that coming. Uh, I kind of figured that maybe Josh Allen would be off the board next, uh, but it turned out to be Sam Darnold. I think that's the right spot for him in New York. Um, the only thing I, I, I worry about is, are you going to start him? Week one, are you going to start him early? Who? Sam Darnold. I don't think so. Is he so. going to be the guy early? I think that because they have a guy like Josh McCown. I hope they go with him first. They can take the pressure off. But they've got a lot of quarterbacks in that room right now. True. Between Darnold, Bridge. McCown, Bridgewater. And yeah, Hackenberg. Petty and Hackenberg. Yeah. That, that's too many cooks in the kitchen, yeah. basically. Yeah, one of them's been, uh, I guess they're starting to dangle him. What's the other one? Bryce uh, Petty. Yeah, Petty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to find suitors for him right now. Yeah, yeah I did see that on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, but for the Browns, do you like what they did, number one, going with Mayfield and then getting um, – Denzel Ward at four. Good players. Good players. Um, their roster is a whole lot better than it was, let's say, two years ago. 
Well, that low bar. <laughs> Let's just say it's a very, whole lot better than it was two bar. years ago. Um, Look, they went one in 31 the last two years. You know? And we talked about this. If it's a fair fight, if no politics involved in this competition, yeah. are you telling me Baker Mayfield's going to beat out Tyrod Taylor? I don't know. That's too much starting experience coming the other direction. You think so for yeah. Tyrod? I wouldn't be surprised if Tyrod Taylor is your opening day starter. I would be shocked if he finishes the year that way. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Baker Mayfield at some point is going to be the guy in Cleveland. That's yes. why he was drafted. Yes, absolutely. And I, I just I think it's going to be a good fit for Mayfield in Cleveland just because he's got that kind of attitude, that we'll gritty see. attitude. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's tough for six quarterbacks that are six feet one and under. Yeah. You know, just in terms of seeing over the the offensive lineman in the pocket and everything. So, if you can turn the Cleveland Browns around, you are a legend. You you are an absolute legend. Are yeah. a legend. All yeah. right. So, any parting thoughts before we get out of here on on this draft class now for the LA well, Rams? How the draft, I guess, transpired, how it shook out or shook itself out. I still think Barkley was the best player in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love what New York did by taking him because it takes the pressure off Eli Manning. Yeah. I love what New England did at the end, uh, end of the first round with yeah. uh, Sony, Sony Michelle. Yeah. Another thing, you're taking the pressure off Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So I know running backs have been devalued, but man, are they important. They are. They're important, especially to these elite quarterbacks. So, um, But this draft for the Rams, I thought they hit all the notes. Yeah. You need a depth on the O-line. That's what you targeted with your first two picks. I think those two guys are going to be great and fantastic. Uh, four outside backers, four outside edge guys. Uh, the job is wide open. So come September, you're only going to play with two. Yeah. I, I can't wait to find out who that's going to be. Um, yeah, but the excitement you know, was all about free agency and trades, yes. getting Sue here, getting Tlaib, getting Peters. So, I mean – the draft was about depth, and you accomplished that. So I'd say well done by Absolutely. Sean McVay and Les Need. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for us you don't here have a on shot? Between the Horns. No I'll let you do the parting shot. No parting shot? No, okay. Really. No notebook? No note boom? <laughs> How about a fist boom? Are you just going to make fun of me, or can I close the show? You can close it. Thank you. Fist bump. All right, there yeah. There you go. There we go. You didn't right. explode it, though. Jeez. <laughs> He never lets me close the stupid never, show. I, I just can't do it. Uh-uh. So I'm going to try to do it now. Is that all right? I'm already in his head. I know. You See? really are in my head. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns. want to make sure that you know that we've got our latest edition of Behind the Grind that is on Facebook. Watch it, Marco. Have you watched it yet? Yes. Yes. You liked it? I love it. Yes. Yeah, everybody loves it. Absolutely. Everybody talks about it. Hey, man, it's been a great ride so far with that show, and we're absolutely going to keep that up. Next episode, we'll cover the draft. This last one it started with the first episode. Oh, my goodness. It started with the beginning of the off-season program. It's DeMarco's fault that I'm messing this up. <laughs> it's all in my head. He's the also, guy that guys, spikes make the ball sure on down. that you check out all of our draft coverage on therams.com. For DeMarco Farr, I'm Miles Simmons. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you, you next time. You don't have any timeouts, Miles. <laughs>